Welcome to the Encounter YA podcast, helping young adults follow Jesus. Here are your hosts, Garrett Cars and Annika Carter. Thanks for joining us today on the podcast as we continue our conversation on the Holy Spirit. Today, we dig into living life led by the Spirit and how we have both grown in our walks with God. Welcome back to our continued discussion of the Holy Spirit on the podcast. We are excited to continue to discuss and kind of talk more today about uh, the applicability of everything that we've talked about in the previous episode, as well as um, messages that Garrett has done in the past couple weeks. This is going to be a little bit about the application of um, kind of those those um, scripture-based concepts and things and how we can live those out. So one um, common question that comes when we're talking about following and listening to the Holy Spirit and, and kind of the Holy Spirit's role, a lot of times that's um, met with, well, what if I, what if I miss the direction? What if I feel a prompting from the Holy Spirit and I, I miss it? Or what if it's not a prompting or (laughs) what if, um, yeah, what if it's pizza? (laughs) And, um, yeah, that kind of sparks that. I think the Holy Spirit, like intuitively in us sparks that like, well, what if I miss God's direction? Right. Um, just because of the nature of what his role is. I think a lot of times that it, it often makes us react in a way that's kind of like, well, but what if, right? Because we're kind of fearful creatures in general. Yeah. And so, um, yeah. And I think it comes from a good, healthy, like desire. Yeah. You know, to they want to walk in obedience to God and they want to, you know, be guided by the Holy Spirit. And so, mm-hmm. but it is, it is interesting conversation because I think that a lot of times, for me at least, this question is just based out of fear. Yeah. You know, it's like, can I miss God's direction? It's like, well, and, and we'll talk about that in, in just a second. So I was, I was about to jump all your points and jump into mine, but I think it's an interesting conversation. All I really wanted to say was, why are you asking that question? Yeah. Is it from is it from this heart of obedience, like legitimate, I really want to make sure um, that I, I'm following God? Or is it this, oh, what if I'm not obedient and I completely miss it. And I think a lot of times when we start asking this question, what ends up happening is we sit back and we don't make decisions. Mm-hmm. We don't go out and try to be bold in our faith or anything else like that. And it causes a lot of anxiety or whatever. And we kind of push back and we end up doing nothing. We yeah. kind of become lackadaisical and say, well, I don't really know what God wants me to do. So I'm just going to do nothing. Mm-hmm. Well, I can guarantee you one thing. <laughs> That's not what he wants you to do. <laughs> right. You know, and he might be saying, hey, wait, mm-hmm. be patient. Or, or something like that. And and maybe that's all. I think that's a lot of times when we come up to this question, we're like, oh, no, I, I need to go do this. I need to do something. And God's just saying, hey, be patient. Live in the season you are. And so, yeah, yeah I think that's good. Yeah. I think that um, there's kind of one big way that I, I guess we tend to, I don't know quite how how to phrase this. I've been like mulling this over in my mind for like, I don't know, <laughs> Ten minutes. a couple of years actually, <laughs> Loki. But um, I feel like we tend to, I think, apply the Holy Spirit in big circumstances and apply listening to God's direction mm. in big circumstances yeah. in that um, we overvalue, I guess, or perhaps under just undervalue the small circumstances. Yeah. Um, but living a Spirit-filled life or a life devoted 
and focused on God isn't just about big decisions. Mm -hmm. um, although those tend to consume our thoughts, I think. Right. And so we want to talk about, um, you know, living a spirit filled life isn't just about in those big decisions I'm asking God or um, in those big decisions, I really want to make sure I'm following God, but it's learning how to grow each decision that you make mm -hmm. in a more godly manner after God's own heart, molding and shaping after God's heart, which is really the purpose of the Holy Spirit more than it is he's your um, consultant for your big decisions. <laughs> so Right, yeah. And that's only when we consult him. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah, no, I think that's good. I think that that is really applicable to our lives. And I think a lot of times we just leave God out of the mundane and, mm -hmm. and you know, like there's several books that come to mind. Imagine that. Um, yeah. but shocking liturgy of the ordinary is one of the big ones. Mm -hmm. Um, and if you look it up, there'll be some su other suggestions for you, um, to read, but really what we've done, I think with this question and in general with the Holy Spirit, we've separated the secular and the sacred. Yes. And so, yeah. um, you know, like when we come to, a service at on Wednesday night, um, you know, people like I just felt the spirit and all this stuff, which is great. I I hope we encounter God. <laughs> I hope we, you know, that's that's the whole reason, you know, why we do stuff. But right. I think a lot of times we just we really do, you know, separate that out when we can be guided and taught by the Holy Spirit at all times through yeah. all things. Yes, yeah, and even through all people. Yeah, you know, I think a lot of times, I think so many times God has taught me through people who are not Christians, you know, and you're like, holy cow, that was, that was biblical, yeah. <laughs> you know, and you're yeah. like, wow, that was impactful. And, and so I think it really comes with an awareness too, of just saying like, Hey, this is, this is what God's up to. And this is what he's doing in, in this. And it doesn't have to be a big decision thing. Now, obviously, um, when we are making big decisions, we definitely want to make sure that right. we're, we're seeking God. So I don't want you to feel like, Oh yeah, just whatever. But um, I think a lot of times, you know, and, and this is why I harped, you know, the fruit of the spirit a lot. And and I do whenever we're talking about this. For some reason, we just, whenever we're talking about the Holy Spirit, we just leave the fruit of the spirit out. Mm -hmm. We just completely are like, oh yeah, don't worry about that. Like, right. it'll, it'll be fine. Like we want to, and it's not the shiny, cool stuff, you no, know, or it, the it controversial so, stuff. Like, right. we're, and it sounds so, it's so obvious that it like hits a square in the yes, eyes and we miss it. Right. Exactly. And, and we just don't absorb it. And so I think a lot of times, um, what's God's will for you to like your life, walk in love, walk in patience, um, you know, walk in right. kindness and faithfulness. And, and so I think that's, that's something that we just have to consider. And I was talking to a young man, um, I think it was actually last week and he was just talking about how he was questioning his salvation because he hadn't led anybody to Christ. And I was like, whoa, okay, like DEFCON 4, here we go. Like, right. uh, and I was just, I was just sharing with him. I went back to the fruit of the spirit. Mm -hmm. And I was like, what if God wants you to work on some internal fruit and the exterior fruit will come? Right. And right. I think a lot of times that is, you know, when it comes to God's will, a lot of times God is working internally and eventually that in internal fruit will kind of come out. People will see it and hopefully will lead other people to Christ. Um, and so just interesting, you know, yeah. to, to kind of have that conversation and 
whenever we have Holy Spirit conversations, I feel like I always, and I'm the one that always ends up bringing up through the Spirit because we just forget about it, and I don't think we should. And I think it's a really good litmus test of saying like, hey, if we're full of the Spirit, if we're filled with the Spirit, if we're being led by the Spirit, we'll look a lot like the fruit of the Spirit. Right. And when we're making decisions, we're patient. We're trying to be faithful. All of those things. When we're dealing with people, we're gentle, we're loving. And and it's about choosing the that instead too, which I think sometimes it's hard to be like, it's I hear that and I go, Well, my natural instinct isn't always those things Mm -hmm. still. And then it's like, Well, then I'm failing. Right. And it's like the question you have to ask yourself is when's the last time you chose to act in one of those things because the power of the spirit compels you to. Right. More than it is. I just like all of a sudden I don't struggle with anger anymore. And it's it's like, if that comes to mind, then that means I'm not choosing it right? or I'm not being filled with the spirit. That's not necessarily true. But if I'm being filled with anger at the moment and I choose patience or I or something's frustrating me and I choose self-control, right? those are the times where it's like, okay, well the fruit, what came out of that moment was, proof of God's work in me right, exactly. because I chose that yeah, over exactly. my own desire. Right. And and it's not you hearing this like deafening voice of like, choose patience. Right. Like, no, it's not like that. Right. And so I think a lot of times we overcomplicate that as well. It's just like mm-hmm. I, the spirit in me is always saying, hey, choose these things over what the world's going to right. do or your flesh. Like, yeah, I mean, I, I to be honest, like I literally have had Problem. I wasn't going to talk about my phone on the podcast, but <laughs> my phone quit working. And the, the last day and a half, I'm like, holy crap, what do I do without a cell phone? And I and I was just getting frustrated and I kept coming back to the fruit of the spirit. Yeah. I wasn't being kind, for sure, not kind to Talia. I, I wasn't being super patient. Mm-hmm. And God did this cool story, probably shared at some point with all of you. So I'm not going to bore you on the podcast, but. Talia literally said to me as I was walking out the door today, aren't you glad I told you to wait? And I'm like, well, that was Holy Spirit right there. So, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, But it was just that that cool thing is like, I think we get so like, go, go, go. And we just stop. Like, I think a lot of times when it comes to this, we have to press pause yeah, and just step back and be patient and just wait. God will show up and he'll show us. So yeah. um, I wanted to talk about this little analogy that I saw um, a long time ago when it was talking about this question about God's direction mm-hmm. and, um, you know, missing God's direction. And it was kind of called the umbrella of God's will. Now, yeah. I will say if you look this up on on the online, on the computers, uh, the interwebs. On the computers. <laughs> Not the phone that you no, don't have. <laughs> I don't have a phone. My phone is currently charging. I'm going to fix it after this, okay? So give me a break. But... Um, there isn't, there isn't an, there, I couldn't find this online. And so I was like, crap. I was like, where? I couldn't find it. But I remember, I'm pretty sure it was out in Colorado during some training stuff that I was got taught this. But we, somebody asked this question and they drew this big kind of umbrella, you know, saying that there's this kind of like couple different umbrellas. And so there's this big umbrella, which is God's um, like sovereign will. Mm-hmm. So what that, like basically that covers everybody, everything. Like there isn't anything that's outside of God's sovereign will because he knows all things. Right. He's in charge of all things. He's orchestrating all things. Right. So here's the thing. The thing about when we ask this question, can we miss God's will or direction? The answer is no. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now, can we be disobedient? Yes. But guess what? Right. God still knows. 
And, you know, and so it's just one of these things that's hard to kind of wrap your mind around that. Right. And so, but then there's this other umbrella underneath of that, that is called God's pleasing or perfect and pleasing will. Mm -hmm. And basically there's a passage that talks about us really kind of attaining, like working towards this perfect and pleasing will. And I think when we ask the question, um, can we miss God's direction? This is really what we're talking about. God's perfect and pleasing will. Now, um, and so what I will say is like, could we miss God's perfect and pleasing will? I think the answer is yes. Mm-hmm. But I think when we are walking with God, that a lot of times it says that he will actually fulfill the desires of our heart when we're intimate yeah. with him, when we're actually one with him, when we're filled with the Holy Spirit, when we're walking with the Holy Spirit. If we are seeking him and doing all of those things, I think that whatever we do will actually be God's will. Now, that is really sketchy to people mm-hmm. yes. <laughs> yeah. because they're like, what? I could do this and this? No, that's right. not what I said. Right. I said, if you're seeking God, if you're intimate with God, if you... So right. there's a bunch of ifs before all those things. Mm-hmm. And so um, Foster Christie always says this all the time because he was dealing with this question mm-hmm. and he was listening to a cassette tape and I think this is actually, I think he talks about this in one of the episodes, one of the first episodes that we ever did um, yeah, on the I podcast. I think you might have mentioned the I cassette think, tape. So, I think you're right. Yeah. So if if you guys want to go check, we'll put the link in the show notes maybe, but um, go check out Foster Christie's. Um, but basically this cassette, he was listening to a guy, pre- guy preaching on God's will. And he said, um, what is God's will for your life? If you're walking with him and filled with the Holy Spirit is whatever you want. Mm-hmm. And Foster did not necessarily like that. Mm-hmm. And I didn't, when when he taught me about this, I didn't really like it either because I'm like, what? That means we can do whatever we want. And it's like, right. but there's a bunch of ifs before. Right. And so I think, you know, we have to be careful that it lines up with scripture. It lines up with godly community. Are my friends saying that it's something that we can do? And so Tally's actually going to preach about this um, in a couple weeks, I think, actually. But she was given a decision whenever she graduated college to either pursue her master's here or go do a coaching job up in South Dakota. And she was really struggling with this decision. Mm -hmm. And so um, basically it's like, well, God, what the heck? You know, like I have these great opportunities. I can go pursue a coaching career in South Dakota or I can stay at Fort Hayes. Thank you, Jesus. And and, um, do all this stuff. And everybody she talked to, she's like, well, you decide. Well, you decide. Well, you decide. And, and somebody said, you know, to her, like, basically go where God, you could be, um, the biggest blessing. And it's like, still, where's the, I don't know. Like that was, that's hard to know. It's hard to know, but she felt like whenever somebody, whoever said that to her, basically it felt like she could be a bigger blessing here. And that's what helped her determine. But I think God could have used her Mm -hmm. at either place, you know? And so I think one of those things is like, at some point when we're, left with a decision between two really good choices, I think sometimes God's just saying, hey, you choose and I'll go with you. Yeah. And so I think a lot of t- a lot of times we're stuck in between two really good things. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that's great. And hopefully two really good God things. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that for the, for the audience in this, what I want to say is like, make sure that a good thing is a God thing. Yeah. Because I think a lot of times, you know, we're like, oh, this is a good thing. We say yes. And then a little while down, we're like, man, I wasn't patient enough. I shouldn't have made this decision. Now, God knows, like, and he understands, and he's still going to bless you and 
and all of that stuff. But just make sure, you know, take a moment to pause and and really say like, okay, yep, this is, this is what I'm supposed to do. Yeah. So, and I'd make sure you have community. Mm-hmm. That's a big, big thing. Make sure you have community. And so if everybody, if it lines up with scripture and your community is saying, go for it, then go for it. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. So I thought we could talk a little bit about stories or um, yeah. instances. <laughs> <laughs> Are I couldn't you so think excited of one. for this part? I couldn't okay. think of one. I'll be honest with you. <laughs> I couldn't think of a time I missed God's direction at all, you know? Yeah, never. <laughs> I don't think you ever do. <laughs> uh, Isn't that why you're a pastor? <laughs> yes, exactly. That's why they pay me the big bucks. That's right, baby. Kingdom bucks. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, hopefully some big treasures in heaven. That's right. So, um, But I thought we could talk about times that we felt like we we're going to miss God's yeah. direction or sure. that we were scared we were going to miss God's direction yeah. or, you know, yeah. blah, yeah. blah, blah. And then kind of what what did we find instead in those moments of yeah. like kind of low-key freaking out that we're going to miss sure. what God has for us. Yeah. So a couple stories for me. I know I didn't put a couple in here, but I That's just thought fine. of one. So sorry. Uh, the first one is um, really when I, I, I really want to share part of like when I was being disobedient. Yeah. Yeah. Um, because I think I knew God's direction. I just didn't want to do it. Yep. <laughs> so Feel that I think, deep in my soul. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I think, and it might be very similar stories actually, but uh, for me it was um, after I graduated high school, I gave up, you know, going, you know, home to the farm and a lot of people might shake their heads and stuff. But for me, that was like what I lived my whole life for. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, I was the only boy. And so our farm will probably end after after we pass away, you know, and I don't, I don't really know what's going to happen to it. Um, and, you know, that's for, for God to really decide at this point. But, yeah. um, and I felt like, you know, God was actually calling me to fundraise to be a part of Encounter. And so I went from graduating with a degree with going home to my family farm, a fixed salary and inheriting it all, um, basically, and um, a lot of money. Like it was very, like, they don't have a lot of cash, but they have a lot of, um, you know, assets and right. and a lot of um, land and stuff like that. And so pretty well set up for me to take it over and and everything. And so basically the way I felt was I gave up everything that I've been trying to achieve for the last, I don't know, 10 years of my life. Mm-hmm. And now I'm going to beg people for money. Mm-hmm. And so I really had a hard time. I really had a hard time with that. Um, and a lot of people are like, Hey, why aren't you getting a job? Why aren't you doing this? Why are you, you're not going to be able to provide for Talia? You're not, which we weren't married at the time, but they're just hammering away at all this stuff. And I was like, I do not want to do this. So I came back and I started working. I didn't fundraise for encounter and Talia actually prayed about breaking up with me because basically I wasn't who I was supposed to be. I was being very disobedient. It was causing me to act out in ways that I wasn't supposed to, like that wasn't normal and natural for me. Yeah. And so for me, I just wanted to share that with our, with everyone, because there are times that I was, I do feel that I was disobedient. And, and so in times now, even too, where it's not that to that extent of where I was like running for my calling. Um, but there are times today where it's really hard. You know, like it's really hard for me to really go after some of the things that God's asking me to do. And so it's not easy, you know, but that's definitely difficult. But I remember this is actually very um, recently after I was kind of, I was actually working this job so I didn't have to fundraise. So it kind of goes, that, and that's why I thought of this that first story. But yeah. the 
I was working for a construction company as a home contractor here in, in Hayes. And, um, and I had called this person to say, Hey, like, do you have a job for me? And it's like, I need to make some money. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, I don't know how I'm going to live or pay rent or all this stuff. And, and I can remember talking to this person and just saying, Hey, like I need a job and I'll do whatever. And so I started basically just working construction. Mm-hmm. I hadn't, I have no idea. At that point, I hadn't <laughs> literally never done construction in my life. Right. And the first day on the job, the guy throws me in the basement. It's like, hey, frame up that door. And you said, yeah. I said, okay. I was like, can you sh- show me how to use a nail gun? Got a YouTube tutorial I can and follow. And <laughs> so I did it. I nailed it up. He comes down. He's like, what the heck is that? <laughs> it's not even square. I'm like, what What? What do you mean, square? <laughs> And <laughs> I told you, I'd never done construction. So basically from the first day on the job, they're like, what is this guy doing here? Yeah. And they had to teach me everything, which was, it ended up being really cool for me because now I can do that stuff. Like I know how to frame a door and make it square now. So, but basically I ended up just picking up trash for the first six months of this <laughs> job. Like I picked up, like, and threw it in the dump. Like that was basically all I did. And I can remember just like hating it like literally hating it. I kept asking God, like, why am I here? I do not want to be at this job. I would just want to do ministry for the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. I was like, I, and I had started kind of fundraising, but I still needed a job to make to make ends meet. And so I can remember I really felt like God had been calling me to to like sell homes, like be the representative. And, and the person that owned the business was actually had, an, had that position open. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Hey, I I really feel like this is what God wants me to do, and they're and they're and they were a Christian organization, so it was okay for me to right. you know talk <laughs> like that. I don't know that you should go up to the you know your work and say that, and and the person was like, okay, I'll pray about it, and uh, they came back and they're like, no, <laughs> that's not it, and I'm like, what? Okay, mm-hmm. and you know. Basically, long story short, I still worked for them. I hated it. I hated every second of it. Um, and it ended up being this really cool thing because if I would have, I think if I would have gotten that position, I would have tasted like what real money feels like, yeah. like an actual salary, salary yeah. feels like. And it wouldn't have forced me to do the fundraising that was necessary for me to work in full time ministry and actually go out and make connections and build kind of the the ministry that I have today. And so I think for me, just seeing what it looks like now, I realized that I think that I was really seeking um, that comfort of a salaried position rather than um, trying to be obedient to what God had called me and allow him to provide for, for right. all my needs. Yeah. So those are good. So what, do you have something else? No. Oh. I'm just... Excited to listen to your okay. mess ups too. So okay, cool. appreciate it. Yep, yep. I'll make you feel not so alone in the corner over there. Um, I think the first time that I really, really wrestled with like missing what God had for me was when I was, if you don't know, I'm gonna just like low key tell this story, even though Gary's like heard me talk about this a million and one times. But um when I was a junior in high school, my parents had moved to Missouri and I moved with them and long story short, had enough credits from high school in Colorado that I could graduate early and take my senior year off of high school before I went to college or decided if I wanted to go to college because that was definitely still uncertain at that time. Um, 
And I had an opportunity to teach at a dance studio and I could choreograph for their uh, competitive team and I could teach classes and then also do private sessions and teach at another studio that I had connections with. And I was like, this is so cool. Like, and it was back in my um, hometown in Denver. And I was like, why? Like, I grew up dancing at this studio and I love that studio. And I was like, why would I not? Like, this seems so obvious, even though I was 17 and moving 12 hours away from my parents. And I just was like, well, duh. And um, I remember being like passionate about needing to move and needing to move. And I was just like, I don't know, grieving so much of what I had lost over the past year that like I was going to like run full force into it no matter what I felt. And like at this time, my faith wasn't necessarily the strongest by any means and all of that, but I still like spoke very openly with God about, um, like with, within my family. And, um, I remember my dad was like, why do you feel like you need to do this so bad? Like you're really willing to do this, you know, be fully on your own and work full time. And I was working like 55 hours a week in order to support myself. And I was like, so determined (laughs) basically. Mm -hmm. And I was like, dad, I just, I'm going to miss it. If I don't do it now, I'm going to miss it. And God's never going to give me this chance again. Mm. And I still get a little emotional because my dad was just very, um, very loving to me and was just like, honey, it's God's not going to punish you. Yeah. (laughs) And I, now when I think about this topic, that's what I think about because mm. I, I just know that I still ended up going and <laughs> like it ended up being great and everything. But um, I know that that is what God used a lot of that time in me and and used that lesson that my dad gave me of like God's, I think when we think about why we want to follow God's direction so bad is because we don't want to get punished if we missed it. Mm. And we don't want to get good. punished if it goes wrong. And I remember my dad just talking to me and was like, honey, I can't tell you how many times I feel like I've missed something that God was asking me to do. And I was too scared and I didn't. And he's like, but God's still good. And he's still gracious with me and Mm. he still loves me. And he's like, I don't feel like he punished me for not following him in any way. And that has stuck with me since, because ever since then it's, it's addressing that fear of being like, okay, I'm not, um, God's not, God's a loving God. And that as much as he wants me to follow him and desires intimate relationship with me, that's how much he wants that is that he's not going to in turn, you know, of course that doesn't mean there's no consequences or whatever, but it's not like God's going to purposefully seek out that I never get the opportunity to teach dance ever again if I don't take the one shot that he gave me. Right. And um, so that's kind of the. Yeah, that's good. Big, big um, moment where I was like really struggling with God's direction and and kind of what God met me with instead. Um, And then another one I would say would be relationships, which I feel like is a very common place where people struggle with following God and and wanting to follow his direction in their lives is like with relationships. And especially if you've been in one that ended hurtfully and like, You know, you kind of want, I feel like everyone and their mom, like after they (laughs) end a long-term relationship is like, I'm never doing it again unless God Uh, says you are going to marry them, period. And we just get very um, defiant, I guess, in our relationships. And and we fail to look at our own hearts in those situations. 
And I think that it's important to remember when we're thinking about God's direction in our lives and how badly we want to seek it, that God is always looking at our heart. So even if, you know, I'm really personally seeking and I'm praying and I'm doing all these things and I'm I'm at peace with my decision and something goes wrong, that mm-hmm. doesn't necessarily mean that I, you know, just was defiant towards God and like or that I missed his direction or that I didn't hear him or that I'm not close enough with him, but that that can in turn actually point to the fact that God sees your heart and he knows how bad you were seeking him. Yeah. He knows how intentional you were being. He sees that. Yeah. And so I think knowing that God intimately knows my heart and intimately knows that I'm devoting myself to um, following him, especially in big life decisions, yeah. then I have to trust that God's good enough to meet me there. And I have to trust that God's good enough to be patient with me yeah. as I stumble. That's really good. So we kind of want to talk about what's the the complete view of living a life led by God, because we kind of talked about those big, big moments. But mm-hmm. as we mentioned in the beginning, it's not, you know, just about the big moments, but it's about the mundane and the, and the simple as well. And so what's kind of that complete view of living a, a life led by God and being led by the spirit. And one way that we want to encourage you guys to um, contemplate that and kind of study that is obviously through scripture. And there's a huge, like, variety of stories and all different kinds of degrees of being obedient. And one that I like to think about a lot is Ruth and her obedience. And I feel like basically her whole story is a story of obedience. And then there's all the way to like Jonah who ran and like Mm -hmm. refused and (laughs) pouted under a tree (laughs) and um, swallowed by a fish. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And so there's just a huge variance of of people wanting to live for God, yeah, um, and how that actually plays out in life and yeah. in humans. Yeah, it's all right there in Scripture. Right. Yeah, I was thinking of um, oh my gosh, it's in Judges. I I'm so bad, but there was um, oh Gideon. Sorry, wow, uh-huh. I was like okay. I could not think. I was like <laughs> it's in Judges. I knew exactly where it was. Um, but Gideon, you know, I, I love his story um, because when he encounters God, God's like, hey, mighty warrior. And he's like, what? <laughs> Looks around. <laughs> Nobody's there but him. And he's like, listen, listen, Linda, uh, <laughs> like this ain't me. And I I just love that. And he, what it ends up, he's like gives him all these things. And he says, at the end, he says, go in the strength that you have. Yeah. That's and good. that is the... That is for me, maybe this is where we should end the podcast, but for me, I think, I just think about that a lot, mm-hmm. is that when we're being led by God, that he's going to orchestrate it, he's going to do it in his strength, and that our job is to go in the strength that we have. Mm-hmm. doesn't mean we have to muster up a bunch of strength that we don't have. It right. just says, keep moving forward, keep going, doesn't matter what you think's holding you back. I'm calling you to do this. I'm going to give you my spirit to do this. And so just as you guys kind of think about and and really as we wrap up this conversation, my encouragement to you would just to be to go in the strength that you have. Thank you for joining us today. We hope that you enjoyed today's episode and that you'll return next week for our next episode.